That's the latest. I'm Nick Qureshi. is appealing Everything the traffic will allow Nowhere could you have that happy feeling When you are stealing that extra bow There's no people like show people They smile when they are low Yesterday they told you you would not go far That night you opened and there you are Next day on your dressing room they found a star Let's go on with our show. Don't the weeks uh, pass by quickly. Here we are again with another edition of Break a Leg. My name is Ian Cheeseman. All things theatrical and musical theatre. I've got some great guests coming up for you in the next hour. Hannah Richardson will be appearing in Manchester in Jesus Christ Superstar very, very soon at the Palace Theatre. Namumba Koala and Graham, the stage manager of Wiz uh, from the brilliant Duckingfield Amateur Operatic and Dramatic Society. That show will be running in October. And Yolanda Avida, who will be in the Darren Brown show next week, which will be at the Opera House in Manchester. Can't wait for you to meet all my great guests. Some great music too. And Annie is coming. Next week you'll hear from Amelia Adams, who's in Annie. That will be at the Opera House too in September. So I thought, first music tonight is Hard Not Life from Annie.
It's a hard not life from Annie the Musical. Indeed, and that will be appearing at the Opera House in Manchester from the 18th to the 30th of September. Next week we'll meet, hopefully, fingers crossed, Amelia Adams, who is in that show. Uh, But this week I've been speaking to Hannah Richardson, who is playing the part of Mary in Jesus Christ Superstar, which will be at the Palace from the 11th to the 23rd of September. And I started by asking her to tell us a little bit about the part she plays and the show itself. So I'm playing uh, Mary Magdalene. Um, and she is obviously an integral part of the uh, production and she sings the, uh, the famous song that we all know, I Don't Know How to Love Him. Um, and yeah, I feel very, I feel very uh, humbled and privileged to be able to get the opportunity to play this role um, because, yeah, it's, a, it's iconic kind of, isn't it, with Jesus Christ Superstar, so yeah. Andrew Lloyd Webber is like the man, isn't he, really, in musicals? I mean, I know there have been a few, but it's it probably regarded in this country as the, as the best. I mean, does it does it fill your heart with joy that you get a chance to play such a such a big role on stage that's uh, backed by his brilliant musical talents? Oh, for sure, definitely. I mean, the music itself is incredible. The whole score, the, the rock kind of style album, um, and this show, this version of the show, um, it's very uh, takes a contemporary um, style, um, and it's all about it's all about the music, and it's all about what Andrew Lloyd Webber and Tim Rice have, have done, um, and the the movement, everything about how the ensemble move on stage, the direction, it's all like it's basically just giving the music that the the spotlight that it kind of deserves if you know what I mean it's all about music so yeah Yeah, I totally agree but I have debates with people and uh, you know, write write newspaper columns about what is the most important thing in a musical. Is it the acting? Yeah. Is it the story? Is it the music? I personally am always drawn to the music, but mm-hmm. it seems like this is the big thing for you, certainly, isn't it? Oh, definitely, definitely. Especially because um, I come from more of a sort of acting, um, singing like background, and um, I think definitely this music allows and this show this uh how how we're working through it allows you as an artist to connect with that music and for it to then affect everything else on stage you know um and that's obviously when people come to see it they'll they'll realize how everything is all about it's all about the music and how it's felt from you know deep within so then it can reach everyone else. I've seen uh, different versions of Joseph, for example, um, and as each one has, has happened in front of me, it's felt like it's changed slightly and altered for the times. And, and obviously there's a big debate, I'm sure you've read it, about Snow White, the remaking of Snow White at the moment. Right. So I'm just curious to know whether this version of Jesus Christ Superstar, I don't know if you've seen it before, or you, it is different than the versions that people will have seen before. So uh, this version was performed um, in 2017. There is there are um, collections of videos on, on online that you can access. Um, 
but this is I've not uh, I've not actually seen the version of this show. This is my first time going into rehearsals and uh, experimenting and exploring all of this this kind of style. Um, but I think it just it just it fits it like it, it the movement the um, the choreography it all like works in tandem with like the rock aspect of the music and um, I think hopefully people will be blown away by what it what it is and what we're doing um, with <clears throat> excuse me with the uh, with the yeah with the musical um, it's more of it's I would say it's less of a musical. Um, it's it's more of like sort of the idea of a rock concert style. Um, obviously, working with the characters and the story and the meaning of it. And I think then because of of how much we're focusing on the music as the main the main thing. Um, it then works to bring the story out more and for you to be able to connect to these characters um, and, I guess, have a lot more connection and sympathy. You've got quite a stellar cast, haven't you? What's it been like working along the cast, side the cast that you've got there? Yeah, um, Ian uh, McIntosh, he is currently playing... um, uh, lead in We Will Rock You at the moment um, in London and uh, he is very very talented he's he's a great guy to work with in the room same with with Shem Omari um, using Dream Girls um, and again yeah Julian Clary um, he's a big name so um, I think the process that we've been working on at the moment it's it's very intense, definitely, but I think that when stuff starts to pull together, um, and we'll, we'll, it'll definitely feel real, for sure. Julian um, Clare is one of those people that, that people will recognise, and I suspect drawing in his own fans. So is he talented? Is he Does he fit into musical theatre? Yeah, well, to be honest, I mean, he's not actually been in the room so much um, at the moment because we're so focused on... Uh, the ensemble tracks and getting the movement right because the process is building that that world so that then the principals and the leads can fit into that um which i think is really cool because then it gives it that that base um and allows the principals to work off um what what we've been given so i think yeah i'm interested to see how julian or what how he'll feel about it and and what he thinks of the process, but um, yeah, I think he'll do a great job. But he's spoken on on interviews um, on ITV as well and on BBC Radio too. I think about um, about the show and about how he how he's interpreting it. So yeah, I think it'll be it'll be cool. You've mentioned your individual talents from what I can see from your CV, as it were. Singing is your principal talent and you seem to be very varied in the styles that you sing. And I don't know whether this musical is actually the perfect workshop for you because it's a, there's a bit of everything in there, isn't there? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, I love singing sort of jazzy, soulful, um, pop rock music and... Uh, I mean, this this has it all. It's got all that that soulful, um, that rocky sort of grounded 
um, music and the feeling of it. Yeah, for sure. I think it's it's so much fun to to explore that, and um, I think it gives me the room, like as an artist, to go on stage and and you know sort of have it be a authentic and original performance every time. So. Horizontal rain and shiver in the cold. What have we got? What have we got? What have we got? We got no We got no else. If you ever see me talking to a sailor and I blithely stand up as in time a day, well, don't you hesitate to think someone's covered with your drink and he's shaking on your hand, perking the tin it takes to blink and all the booze you've ever bought of just thrown up in the sink Just call the funny farm to carry me away When we dance They just would run When we dance They just would run And hide Our ship will be ready to sail Our ship will be ready to sail
I'm Namumba Koala and I play Dorothy. In The Wiz, of course, which is an iconic part, isn't it? I mean, this must be a bit of a dream role, is it? Oh, definitely. I've always loved Dorothy as a character since I was little, watching the movie, obviously. Like, every birthday it'd come round and I'd just watch it, so it's definitely dear to me. And The Wiz in particular has some iconic people in it. I mean... You know, everybody who's seen it knows Michael Jackson, Diana Ross, and, and you don't really get more high profile than that. Does that put pressure on you then to, to perform <laughs> in a show that, that people probably only ever seen on film before? Definitely. I think like trying to fill Diana Ross's shoes almost is a lot of pressure on me, but I, I got it. It'll be fine, hopefully. <laughs> What was the interview process like then? Because I, I was watching Duckingfield start to ask for people to come along. Is that nervous when you come along then? How many, are there loads of people uh, sitting there? How, how does that, because I've always been fascinated by, by uh, auditions and, what, you know, the fear of rejection. What's that like for you? It's definitely nerve-wracking, definitely. Um, just the whole process was, I always had to practice it with my teacher at college, the song, so make sure I'm ready, because I do that as a course, musical theatre. Um, so I had a bit of like confidence going in with it, but trying to remember what to say and what you're supposed to sing and then doing all the dance moves, because it's like all them three in the audition, it's definitely quite scary. But um, with this audition, there was lovely people. It made it very like easy to do, so yeah. So you call yourself a triple threat then, that's what they describe if you can sing, dance and act, you're a triple threat, aren't you? Yeah, well, I'm in training for it, so... So is this your career, then? I mean, obviously, this is an Amdram production, and I know that people from the Amdram world have gone on to professional theatre and been very, very successful. Is that what your course is? Is that what you're aiming for? Yeah, that's what my dream is, always been since I was little, to be performing on stage. So I guess this is also counting as, like, work experience, so it's definitely preparing me for that role when I'm older. So for those who are not with us now and not seeing you, you're quite young, aren't you, relatively speaking? How old are you? You mind me asking? 17. Right, so so this is a big step up, I guess, to suddenly be the star of a show, isn't it? Yeah, it's my first lead role ever, so it's definitely an experience I'll always remember. Um, and just the many more that are to come, I can't wait for it. Will there be people from college who will come and watch you and support you? I yes. guess people who are mentoring you will want to see you in action, won't they? Yeah, I think maybe my teachers come into the performance. Um, loads of my friends have handed out the link, obviously, for the tickets. And then, like, their families are coming as well. So it would be very, very nice to see them all. When you look at other shows and other performers are the people that inspire you that have inspired you to get to this point and are there other shows that you ultimately dream i know dorothy's a, a lovely role but other th roles that you would love to do oh definitely there's probably a variety of them i probably couldn't say all of them but um for me like obviously you got phantom of the opera i'd love to play christine one day or to be in waitress as jenna um just like all of them really whatever i can do in that amount of time i've got to perform and what's driven you to this? Is it because you seem quite a quiet person, but obviously I've, I've only just met you. Is this the inner you wanting to come out? Have you always wanted to be a performer? Always, always wanted to. I've always like sung, like sung when I was younger, had like Valerie, and then I think since then, with obviously with school, that kind of dream was like built up a lot. So with high school, I did loads of productions um, and then, I don't know, it's just been something there that's always been there, like, kind of there at the side. My son started in a, in a sort of well, you won't know what it is, but it's the Junior Blues. It was at Manchester City, and it was a, they used to do an annual pantomime, and he got the bug, 
I'd say he got the bug and since then he's been in the Amdram world, he's performed in lots of shows like this. He may never go in to do it professionally but he got the bug from that. Can you think of a moment when that bug bit you or is it just since you were toddling around at home that you had the bug? Definitely since I was been toddling around. I can't really remember when but I know because my family always put me in them like positions so it's always just been there. Um, yeah, this is my first amateur production, so it's definitely new experience as well. So I think this is also kind of like biting me, like to proper come out and do all this stuff. In the show, what do you sing? Is there a particular song you love singing? Um, well, my favourite it's definitely got to be as "Soon as I Get Home," which is the first solo you hear from Dorothy, um, and then you've always got the "Home," the fi- finale piece. Definitely one of the hardest songs for me personally, and also it's quite an emotional one. So kind of having to draw out all that emotion from the lyrics and the music and just kind of perform it for everyone else so they can feel it as well but them two songs probably my hardest but my favorite now i'm going to play one of those songs for you but i also want to know what your favorite musical is away from the whiz and uh, and a song from that because we'll play two for you oh okay oh i do love waitress will always be my favorite musical don't know don't say that, you're only 17. I Something know. else might come up with be better true. than that. <laughs> um, but so far, in my 17 years, I do love Waitress. Um, oh, what song from Waitress, though, is my favourite? There's one big standout ballad, I think, that was in the... the... She Used To Be Mine was always a popular one. I um, do love that one. It's quite sad, though, so I'm always sat at home crying to it, but we don't tell anyone about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the opening number is a big one. Opening up is just kind of... It kind of lifts that environment and you're like whoa i'm actually here and i'm like watching this musical and you're seeing all the different characters just being brought in I always love it yeah we'll play that especially for you <laughs> so when you're on stage is dorothy break a leg thank you jenna what's the special pie today uh deep shit blueberry bacon deep shit yeah, uh dish deep dish sorry cow oh girl Starts like the rest we've seen Another carbon copy of an old routine Days keep coming One out, one in They keep coming And make that coffee strong enough to chew I don't know what I wish I had But there's no time now for thinking things like that We got too much to do Too much to do All these same things we're all Yeah. 
name's Graham and I'm stage manager for The Wiz. Of Duckingfield Amateur Operatic Society's production, which is coming soon. And uh, I suppose I've talked to lots of creators behind the scenes of lots of different productions, including those who are on stage. What does a stage manager do then? What, what's your role in all this? We're at a rehearsal at the moment, so you're doing something now and you'll do something once the production's on stage, will you? Yeah, a stage manager's everything you don't see or you shouldn't see, so it could be anything from set changes, get the props on and off, um, sometimes getting the cast on and off if they should be on stage or if they're not on stage, and they should be. Um, liaison between lights, sound, and then the producers and directors. Sounds quite complicated, that, and you've got a lot on your play, haven't you? Yeah, it can be quite complicated once you've done it for a while. Um, the first time I did it was for Sidbridge Methodist Church in a pantomime and I was like a rabbit in headlights. I think this will be my 12th production now as a stage manager. So I'm quite used to it now. So what are the, the pitfalls? What are the, produ- what are the problems that you're looking for to try to put right? Is there one particular area of what you do that you think that's where it could go wrong? Um, I think the best way I can describe it as someone that's never done it before is... You will, you'll never know I've done my job correctly. If, as an audience member, you're sitting there and you're watching it and you don't notice anything go wrong and it's flawless, I've done my job correctly. If you've noticed something's gone wrong, that's when I've gone wrong. I've always wanted to be backstage at, you know, a professional production. And I would imagine being backstage at a, an amateur production, that's no disrespect to Amdrams, is different. I don't know if you've ever had the opportunity to do it in a professional production, but I guess you've got less space to work with. You've got props that have perhaps been made by people, very well-meaning people, but not maybe to the same standard that you might get in a professional production. Is that a fair comment? Yeah, professional productions have a, a massive budget, so they can just go out and buy things or have them made and created. We've got a big steal and borrow, basically. Um, we're also relying on quite a lot of volunteers um, to produce things or even turn up on the night to help out with the, the production and the stage on the night. I mean, I'm, I'm here tonight watching people arriving with with sort of props and stuff. So do you, do you have to approve them? Do you, do you, do you, are you involved in that part of it? Yeah, we work with the, with the producer um, and we say, yeah, that's good enough or no, that's not good enough. Even if it is Amdram, we still want to give the feeling as if they are in the live production, as if they are in it, as if they sat on the stage in the middle of it. What makes you want to do this? Um, I don't know, really. I keep asking myself that same question every rehearsal night. I think at the end of it, it's, I quite like it when people aren't talking about it or when people come back and say, wow, I can't believe they managed to do that on stage. And when you hear it after the fact, it's not the lead-up to it and it's definitely not the production week. It's one of the hardest weeks as a stage manager is the production week. But afterwards, when people are talking about it, that's what gives me the buzz to do with the next one. Give me a little bit of an idea of the commitment. So we're, we're at a rehearsal at the moment of The Wiz. You know, how much time are you giving up? How many days are you here? And, and what, how do you have to alter your life, really, to make this fit in? Um, so, a stage manager, really, the only commitment they've got is to the production week, as a minimum. I see it as I like to come down as many production night rehearsals as I can. At the end of the day, I've got to sit there on the stage completely blind to what's going on, so I've got to know what lines is coming next, just like all the cast have to. So I like to come down now and start to get to know what scenes is coming, what's coming next. And then I look at my props list and think, right, this should be on now, this happens next. I've got a scene change here or I need to get this on stage or off stage. And I'm guessing at the side of the stage there's always a prompter in case somebody forgets the lines. So you working closely with them and sort of glancing over the shoulder at the script, etc. I'm hoping at that point I know the script, um, the same as the prompter and the same as the cast. But yeah, I'll, I'll be stood right next to them. 
What do you do normally then? I mean, it, this isn't a job for you, is it? This is a, a voluntary th- a patching project, isn't it? Uh, no, so I work at something completely different. Um, I used to work in the NHS, now I work at Manchester Airport. Um, so I help all the passengers with all the pitfalls the airport has. Anywhere you can think of um, any, like, roadblock. So baggage, customer service, security, immigration, even help with the aircraft. That's, that's where I'll come in at the airport as a problem solver. Sounds like your job and your passion are not dissimilar, <laughs> are they? <laughs> uh, no, what I get paid for and what I don't, know. <laughs> What what do you, what is it about theatre then? I mean, I love theatre, and you know, you, you, I, I'm obviously in the audience. I don't, I'm not on stage, although occasionally I have had a little odd appearance, even at Duckingfield. But and no, basically, I'm in the audience. What what is it about theatre that draws you to it? Because you could do this passion that you have somewhere else, couldn't you? Yeah, it's 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 that wow factor. My favourite production is. Um, Oh, there's so many. I can't think of one now off the top of my head. Um, we were Rock You, Queen, and it's sitting there. And then when you start and you think, how have they got a transit van on stage? How have they done that? Or how have they got in such a small space, like an Amdram stage? How have they done that? How have they got that on stage? And being able to do that and know that and get someone's reaction, that's kind of what draws me into it. And you said that We Will Rock You is your favourite production. If I asked you what your favourite show is and to pick a song from it so that we can play it on the show for you, what would it be? I can see your eyes are rolling yeah, there. Everybody so, does that. They uh, think, oh, what is it? What will it be? I think it's it, my, one of my favourite songs of all time is Queen, Who Wants to Live Forever. Um, and that song in that, I've seen it sung uh, male, I've seen it sung by a female, I've seen it sung by the whole cast. That song's really, really good because you get the whole audience joining in as well. We'll play that specially for you. So when it comes to production night and you're there working behind the scenes, we'll imagine now you making it all right. And, <laughs> and I will say to you, as I would do to any performer on stage, break a leg. Thank you very much. There's no time for us There's no place for us What is this thing that builds our dreams Yet slips away from
local news, weather, programming, or to listen to your favourite interviews again, check the website, oribblefm.com. 106.7 Ribble FM. exciting show because I truly believe it's nothing that the West End have ever seen before. Um, so there is a cast of seven performers, um, some of them also playing music throughout the show and it's a sort of variety show in a sense as as you move through the show you see different routines that take on skills from old classic magic routines and newer magic routines and you get to see uh, how we've adapted them, included music, and like all Darren shows, there's a very clear message, and how we incorporate that message into all of our performances. There's a little existential, if that's the right word, you know, <laughs> it's very philosophical as well. Yeah, yeah, there's always, there's always a really good message that kind of sticks to the heart of people, I think, when they leave the show, and again, that's very clear with ours as well. I've also read that it's sort of quite interactive with the audience. And um, when I mentioned it to my wife, for example, she said, oh, I don't want to be picked out. I don't want anything to happen to me. So <laughs> should people be going along to this show fearful that... that oh, no, no. Picked out? No, well, the thing is, we're very grateful because all those thought of all those issues have been thought of, have already been thought through. So basically with our show, when you buy your ticket, you are given a little box just to tick if you're someone who is 100% excited about getting involved and you want to be involved. And we try our best to make sure that we focus on those people. So if you're the sort of person who doesn't want to stand up, just make sure you don't tick the box and you won't have to get up and do anything. You can just sit and watch. What sort of reaction have you been getting then from audiences? Um, Mostly very positive. Um, I've spoken to a lot of like obviously friends that have come and seen the show up here in Colchester and other people and they always just they all seem obviously flabbergasted and they always ask the same question how do you do it and you always get the tagline it's magic um, but also just like really happy I mean the Colchester crowd have been great um, we're very lucky to have this as our first stop they've been very receptive and very engaged with us changing bits here and incorporating new ideas in different places. So they, we've had people that have come back and seen it different times that have gone, oh, I love that. I love what you've done there. I love how you've added in this bit more. So, yeah, I think we've had a really, we've been really lucky, actually, with the audiences up here. People seem to really enjoy the show and have a good night, which is all we really want to do. 
I think the best experience I've had of something that might be comparable to what you're doing was going to watch David Copperfield uh, when oh, he yeah. took to England. And, um, and I thought that what he did was not just magic, but it was, it was something that made you leave feeling good about yourself. Exactly. So from what you're saying, it sounds like there's a little bit of a similarity there, is there? Yeah, I think so. There definitely is. Um, I don't want to spoil what the message is because I do want you to come and see it. But that there is a, a big message there that I think the audience have. And it's 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 sprinkled in from the beginning. And then you, it really hits home very key parts in the show that I think makes people leave and realise, you know, God, that was, I just, I'm really grateful I got to sit and see this show. And I've left now with this message of, of hope and joy that I can now carry through my life. And I feel a little bit more connected to everyone else in the world, I think. I must admit, I've done a lot of interviews over a lot of years, but this is one of the hardest because you don't know what to ask because you don't know <laughs> how much you can give away. What's it like for you on the other side of here, knowing that uh, you, you're holding all these secrets in and you can't really reveal it? <laughs> it's kind of exciting because I get to sort of be like, the gatekeeper of the show and be like you have to just see it which is kind of like the best bit of doing interviews to say come and see the show but uh yeah it's it's nerve-wracking because there's things you really want to tell people about and things you want to be like oh from what i get from you i think you'll love this bit in particular it'll be right up your street make sure that if you want to make sure your hand goes up when we ask who wants to do this thing make sure you're up but um Obviously, you can't tell people that. So you kind of just in the audience. There's a there's sort of like a natural buzz because no one knows. I think that's the exciting thing. People have no idea what they're seeing. Whereas with previous shows, usually you would have loads of reviews or you'd have a full synopsis of the entire story. Or if it's a play text, it's well, I can read the entire play text before I even come, and then I can just sit and have it reenacted to me. But the joy of this show is it's a completely new experience, and I think that makes it. I think that makes the whole thing really, really tantalising for everybody. You partly answered the next question, which is about how does this compare to what you've done before and yeah. what have you done before? But have, have you always been in theatre? Have you been in musical theatre? Is this something, is magic a new direction or is it just the next step on the, the career path for you? Uh, I've done mostly theatre throughout all of my uh, professional career because uh, I graduated in 2018 and I've done mostly theatre work on stage. Um, magic was a completely new world. I've just been sort of, obviously I knew about Darren because you, you can't not know about Darren in this country particularly. He's everywhere and he's he's such he's had such an amazing career that, you know, you watch the, the specials on TV and you watched his show, obviously. Um, but this extension of magic doing magic tricks myself is something completely new i didn't know how to do any sort of magic so it's been it's really exciting to learn a new skill and be able to present what you've learned on the stage to people you have to sign up to the magic circle or something <laughs> well, yeah at some point yeah <laughs> fingers crossed <laughs> i mean obviously you've, i know darren doesn't appear in the show on stage so we won't see him when he's in manchester but you'll have worked with him closely oh yeah darren was there from from day one of rehearsal from the very first day when we all went around the circle and said our names and introduced ourselves to the whole creative team darren was there ready to go, ready to talk through the different stages that he thought was very relevant in the show, talk about the message. He's been there 
with the rewriting in rehearsals in movement in characterization how to present yourself in certain areas he's been very hands-on in, in all elements of the show you're appearing on a on a show which has a lot of music in it too because not only do i talk about theater but i talk about musical theater yeah. so whilst this might be slightly away from your comfort zone have you got a favorite musical oh a favorite musical um Oh god, that's a really good one. Um, I was the really I'm asking is because I want to play a song for you. I want to play oh, a song really? for you. Oh gosh, okay. So I really, I haven't seen it because it's not over here yet. But I really want to see Hades Town when it comes. I think the soundtrack was one that I listened to before, and I absolutely fell in love with it. So I can't wait till it comes back. Obviously, it's going to have its um, UK debut properly in the West End, I think, some point next year. Uh, so that's an amazing soundtrack that I always re-listen to. But I think, like, a classic one is, as I was growing up as a kid, The Sound of Music was, like, every Sunday I would watch that on TV. That was, like, a regular thing. I had, like, the, the VHS tape of it. So I was quite obsessed with The Sound of Music growing up. <laughs> Well, Sound of Music, you can't beat Sound of Music. You can't beat it. It's just a, it's a classic. It's just such a beautiful, beautiful musical. So if I play a song for you, and we're going to play yes. from Hades Town or Sound of Music. Oh, gosh, yeah. Go on. <laughs> Which one? Which one? Oh, uh, gosh. Probably Sound of Music, because I'll, be I'll be able to pop that straight out of my memory. <laughs> Any particular song? Uh, let me think. Uh... Which is my all-time favourite? Um, probably favourite things is a is a classic, isn't it? Yeah, Perfect. absolutely. Uh, well, uh, Yolanda, you're speaking to was on a program called Break a Leg, so it seems <laughs> pertinent to say to you, break a leg and enjoy Thank your you. to Manchester. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. <laughs>
Hours on 106.7 FM via the app for all smartphones. Streaming from our website and on smart speakers. Play Ribble FM. This is your local radio station. This is Ribble FM. Oh Lord, you made many, many poor people. I realize, of course, it's no shame to be poor. But it's no great honor either. So what would have been so terrible if I had a small fortune? If I were a rich man, I have a All day long I If I were a wealthy man, I wouldn't have to work hard. I have a If I were a bitty bitty rich Idle diddle 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 man I'd build a big tall house With the rooms by the dozen Right in the middle of the town A fighting roof and a real wooden floors below There would be one long staircase just going up And one even longer coming down And one more leading nowhere just for show I'd fill my yard with the chicks and turkeys and geese and ducks For the town to see and hear Squawking just as noisily as they can And each love the game Will end like a trumpet on the ear As if to say here lives a wealthy man Oy. If I were a rich man All day long If I were a wealthy man I wouldn't have to work hard If I were a bitty rich Idle, diddle, diddle, diddle man I see my wife, my golden Looking like a rich man's wife With a proper double chin Supervising meals to her heart's delight I see her putting on airs and strutting like a peacock Oh, what a happy mood she's in Screaming at the servants day and night The most important man in town will come to fawn on me They will ask me to advise them Like a Solomon the wise If you please, Rebetavia Pardon me, Rebetavia Causing problems that would cross a rabbi's eye And it won't make one bit of difference If I answer right or wrong When you're rich, they think you really know If 
I will reach I'd have the time that I like To sit in the synagogue and pray And maybe have a seat by the eastern wall And I discuss the holy books With the learned men Seven hours every day And that would be the sweetest thing of all Oy. If I were a rich man All day long I biddy biddy bum If I were a wealthy man I wouldn't have to work hard Lord who made the lion and the lamb You decreed I should be what I am Would it spoil some vast eternal plan If I were a wealthy man On 106.7 FM Streaming from our website And on smart speakers Live and local Across the Ribble Valley Ribble FM News From the Sky News Centre at 10, the head of air traffic services says a single misfiled flight plan could have caused yesterday's meltdown, which has left thousands of passengers stranded. Martin Rolfe says investigators are fairly certain it wasn't caused by a cyber attack, something the Transport Secretary ruled out this morning. He's again apologised and promised to share the findings of the investigation with the government next week. If it is a flight plan that has caused this, we know it's something in the flight data, then we will get to the bottom of it and understand why. What's really important though is our systems when they see something like that make sure that we don't do anything unsafe a nottinghamshire police sergeant who's died after being hit by a train has been described as a hugely respected and popular colleague graham savile was struck as he saved a distressed man on the line near newark last week Environmental groups are criticising plans to relax rules designed to protect England's rivers from pollution. The government insists it will remove obstacles to building up to 100,000 new homes. Amazon's boss has apparently warned employees about their future at the retail giant if they don't go into the office three days a week. Andy Jassy is quoted as telling staff who object that working there won't work out for them. Administrators at Wilco are weighing up last-minute bids for the stricken high street chain. Planned redundancies are off for now, at least. On to sport then, and men's British number one Cameron Norrie has eased through to the second round of the US Open. He beat Alexander Shevchenko in straight sets to advance in New York. Norrie says it's just the start to the Grand Slam he needed. My team's been really good um, during this tough time and nice to, to get a comfortable win. You know, it was, uh, he's a good player. He's had a really good year, so um, nice to get through uh, somewhat easy. Elsewhere, Tottenham are out of the EFL Cup in the second round. They were knocked out by Fulham on penalties in the end after a run or draw at Craven Cottage. That's the latest. I'm Daryl Jackson. 
Well, this is the second hour now of Break a Leg. My name is Ian Cheeseman, all things theatrical and musical theatre. In the first hour, we concentrate on... Uh, we do play music, but we concentrate on speaking to creatives that are involved in either professional world or the Andram world. So we've already had four great, great guests, and I hope you'll agree, some good music too. But in this hour, we concentrate principally on the great music from musical theatre. I've got music from three great shows coming up. Jesus Christ Superstar, that was mentioned in the first hour because I interviewed Hannah Richardson from the show, running from the 11th to the 23rd of September, is on the way soon. I don't know if you realise this, but in 2024, there is a much-discussed and quite controversial live-action version of Snow White the Musical being made. I'm going to play some songs from the original a little later on as well. And here, if you ever needed a corny link to why I'm playing songs from this next show, here it is, right? Just over a week ago, I was actually following my beloved Manchester City in the Super Cup final in Greece. So I thought, this week, I'm going to play some songs from Greece, the musical.
thing about playing songs from Greece, and of course that's the title song, Frankie Valley, is that they're all sing-alongs. So uh, I can't hear you, you can't hear me. I'm going to close the mic in a minute. Let's all have a good sing-song. Starting with this one. How many discos have I been to where this has come on and somebody, a female from, from the who's dancing around, sings it with me? My wife won't. She's too shy. Summer Nights. Driving 
branded a fool What will they say Monday at school to all these big songs like Summer Nights, Grease, Sandy, hopelessly devoted to you. You're the one that I want, which I'll be playing, by the way. But not often when we're playing montages of songs from this brilliant, brilliant musical do you hear this one, which I think is underrated and a great song. It's called Those Magic Changes.
told you you'd be singing along. I told you you'd be singing along. You're the one that I want from Greece. The brilliant and Olivia Newton-John and John Travolta. Uh, Olivia, as far as I'm concerned, was one of the greatest vocals and singers ever, ever, ever. In the first hour, we played her song Xanadu from the film Xanadu, and that was great too. We're going to finish this little section on Greece, though, with the one that they sing as the car rides up into the air. Spoiler alert! When they're waving goodbye to their college friends, it's called We Go Together. Now, we talked a little bit in the first hour about Jesus Christ Superstar, which will be at the Palace Theatre in Manchester from the 11th to the 23rd of September, when we met Hannah Richardson, who we'll hear from again in a future edition of Break a Leg with me, Ian Cheeseman. But now we're going to play a few songs from the show, starting with this one, which is the most familiar. Everybody knows this one. It is literally Superstar.
from Jesus Christ Superstar which of course written by Andrew Lloyd Webber and Tim Rice and it's described as a sung through rock opera and it was written right back in 1970 that's when the concept album came out it opened on Broadway in 1971 and the West End in 1972 it's been going forever and it's coming back to Manchester very very soon Uh, now uh, let's play another song from this and King Herod in the particular version that is coming to Manchester, is going to be played by Julian Clary, would you believe? Here's King Herod's song. Jesus, I am overjoyed to meet you face to face. You've been getting quite a name all around the place. Healing cripples, cute trick. Raising from the dead, ooh. Oh, and now I understand you're God. Well, at least that's what you said. So you are the Christ, you're the great Jesus Christ. Prove to me that you're divine. Change my water into wine, that's all you need to do. And I know it's all true. Come on, King of the Jews. Hit you've made round here You're all we talk about The wonder of the year Oh, what a pity If it's all a lie Still I'm sure that you can rock the cynics If you try So you are the Christ You're the great Jesus Christ Prove to me that you're no fool I walk across my swimming pool If you do that for me Then I'll let you go free Hit it, boys! 
superstar What is it that you have got that puts you where you are? Oh, I am waiting, yes, I'm a captive fan I'm dying to be shown that you are not just any man So if you are the Christ, yes, the great Jesus Christ Feed my household with this bread You could do it on your head Or is something gone wrong? Why do you take so long? Come on, you king of the Jews Hey, aren't you scared of me, Christ? Mr. Wonderful Christ You're a joke, you're not the Lord You are nothing but a fraud Take him away He's got nothing to say Get at you, king of the Get at you, king of the Get at you, king of the Jews Get out of here You're gonna have to do better than that, boy
building. Forget the excuses. We want information. Get up off the floor. We have the papers. We need to arrest him. You know his movements. We know the law. Your help in this matter won't go unrewarded. We'll pay you in silver, cash on the nail. We just need to know where the soldiers can find him. With no crowd around him, then we can't fail. I don't need your blood money. Oh, that doesn't matter. Our expenses are good. I don't want your blood money. But you might as well take it. We think that you should. Think of the things you can do with that money. Choose any charity, give to the poor. We've noted your motives, we've noted your feelings. This isn't blood money, it's a be nothing, be nothing, be nothing more. On Thursday night, you'll find him where you want him. Far from the crowds in the garden of Gethsemane. For all time, blood money from Jesus Christ, superstar the musical. Before that, King Herod, a song, <laughs> which is, of course, King Herod's song in Jesus Christ, superstar. Two more to go from this musical, uh, the Andrew Lloyd Webber Tim Rice uh, musical, and I think these are all songs from the original soundtrack, the Broadway soundtrack. We're going to finish with "I Don't Know How to Love Him," which, of course, Hannah Richardson, who plays Mary, will be singing and uh, said she really loves. But before that, "Heaven on Their Minds." Remember when this whole thing began 
No talk of God, then we called you a man. And believe me, my admiration for you hasn't died. But every word you say today gets twisted round some other way. And they'll hurt you if they think you've lied. Nazareth, you're famous, son, should have stayed a great unknown Like his father carving wood, he'd have made good Table, chair and oaken chest would have suited Jesus best He'd have caused nobody harm, no one alive Listen, Jesus, do you care for your race? Don't you see we must keep in our place? We are occupied, have you forgotten how but now we are? And our conquerors object to another noisy sect And they'll crush us if we go too far If we go too What's it all about? 
to me and Cheeseman and Break a Leg and uh, we're going to finish off with some songs now from the original Snow White made back in the 1930s the masterpiece that was created by the great Walt Disney now I don't know you're aware of this you are but next year there will be a new version of Snow White written by this is the music anyway I'm talking about uh, the great Pasek and Paul so I'm really looking forward to that however the film has garnered a lot of controversy uh, not least because Rachel Zegler who plays Snow White it has been pretty critical of the original film and says the new version won't have love in it, won't be have the princess looking for a prince and falling in love it'll be all about female empowerment well that's a conversation for another day but the original film certainly had that, this is I'm Wishing and Want Song
It ain't no trick to get rich quick If you dig, dig, dig with a shovel or a pick In a mine, in a mine, in a mine, in a mine Where a million diamonds shine We dig, 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 dig from early on till night We dig, 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 dig up everything inside We dig up diamonds, pilots, thousand rubies, sometimes more What we dig them for We dig, 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 dig Celebrating the great music from the very original version of Snow White and Seven Dwarfs, the very first fully animated film under the guidance of Walt Disney. One more song to go. I'll be back same time next week. If you're in a show, go into a show, break a leg. This is Someday My Prince Will Come. Once there was a princess. Was the princess you? And she fell in love. Was it hard to do? It was very easy. Anyone could see that the prince was charming. The only one for me. Was he uh, strong and handsome? Was he big and tall? There's nobody like him. Anywhere at all. Did he say he loved you? Did he steal a kiss? He was so romantic. I could not resist.
anytime, anywhere. Download our dedicated smartphone app. Go to ribblefm.com. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Cream colored ponies and crisp apple strudels. Doorbells and sleigh bells and schnitzel with noodles. Wild geese that fly with the moon on their wings. These are a few of my favorite things. Girls in white dresses with blue satin sashes. Snowflakes that stay on my nose and eyelashes. Silver white winters that melt into springs. These are a few of my favorite things. When the dog bites, when the bee stings, when I'm feeling sad. I simply remember my favorite things. Whiskers on kittens, bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens, brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Cream colored ponies and crisp apple strudels, doorbells and sleigh bells and schnitzel with noodles, wild geese that fly with the moon on their wings. These are a few of my favorite things. Dresses with blue satin sashes, snowflakes that stay on my nose and eyelashes, silver white winters that melt into springs. These are a few of my favorite things. When the dog bites, when the bee stings, when I'm feeling sad, I simply remember my favorite things. FM, streaming from our website and on smart speakers, live and local across the Ribble Valley, Ribble FM News.